Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the platform right here on the Not So Daily Show, the show that comes to you daily, except when it doesn't. I am your host, Timber Kevin. We've got a special guest in studio today, a model, entrepreneur, social media influencer extraordinaire, and all-round cool person, Nobile Crazy. Thank you. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I wish somebody could introduce me like that every day. Seriously. Yeah, like when I wake up, I want to be introduced like that into my life. <laughs> but that's just even like a short promo. If we actually went into everything you do, yeah. it would take the whole morning. Thank you. But it's good to see you in Joburg. Yes. I know that you and Cape Town have a strong love affair. Yes, so that's the love it, of my life. Right? That's the true love of my life. <laughs> what does it take to get you out of Cape Town and what are you doing in Joburg now? Good amount of money. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Work, work, work. I always say that like when work um, comes into play, I'll go anywhere in the world. I've mm. worked in different places. I've worked out of the country as well. I've worked in different provinces, different cities, and also some remote areas. So Seriously. whenever I've got like a shoot or I've got a gig, if I'm hosting, if I've got a shoot to direct, or like even because sometimes I can also ask to yeah. do like some creative directing for some certain shoots, yeah. and to just like be a creative and all around anyway. Yeah. I'll do it anyway. I'm glad you started like that because I actually wanted to highlight this yes. when we started. Mm -hmm. There was this interview that I was doing the rounds last week yes. of Kim Kardashian mm -hmm. being asked, um, what does it take for women to be successful? Did you see it? Yes, I did. And she was like, yes, sit on your ass and work hard. Yes. And that was controversial. Get so off your ass. Get off your ass and work hard. Yes. And that was controversial because people took it two separate ways. Yes. One was that, yo, you're privileged. You know, mm -hmm. and I understand that mm -hmm. point. But other people were like, yo, you don't actually work hard. You just take pictures and do appearances and post stuff. And I was like, dude, you can't be further from, from the, the truth. Because like, I see your um, Instagram. You are either shooting, traveling. Gemming to make sure I look cute. to make sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I, had, I wanted to have you here today is because I want to like pull the curtain back on that. You know, yeah. To actually like make people understand what it takes to, to, you know, bring forward this thing that people see on Instagram and mm. think that's a perfect life. We're not, dude. It's actually a lot of money and a lot of work yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. So a typical day in your life. Typical. A typical busy day in your life. So I feel like I could wake up any time from like three to like four, depending on what kind of shoot I have. Mm -hmm. And then obviously because I like to work out before my shoots, unless I don't want to be stiff, like if I know that I can ah. do like a quick little workout, 30 minutes, an hour. Um, I start getting ready, depending on whether I'm doing my own makeup for that shoot, whether I'm shooting my own content for Instagram, or I'm modeling, because model, model work is like you a mannequin. You literally walk yeah, up and you just get told what to do. And you get on set, there's normally either like a snack or food being offered on set. You mm. get a coffee, normally I have admin to do, so I bring my laptop with me, yeah. or I'll do it on my phone. While I'm sitting through hair and makeup, get that done get that done through the day because emails come throughout the day and people think that like if you're a creative like they don't understand they, that part. No admin. they actually have to deal with the admin and i think that's the one part yeah. that all creatives dread Dude, yeah. no, <laughs> we dread it it's a lot of work so then while you're doing that then you're getting ready you're getting told what the brief is like you get told what the, sh the shots that they're looking mm. for um you get showed your outfits by a stylist your hairstylist will show you your looks for the day you start shooting. You kind of don't really get a break until lunch. Yeah. Um, and then lunch also, sometimes I shoot right through lunch. I remember the one time I shot until like seven from the time I arrived at eight. And people don't understand that shooting is a physical, physically exactly. exhausting. It's, like, it's exhausting. Yes, it's exhausting. and people think that like, when you stand on your feet, you don't want to stand for too long. Yeah, exactly. And when you're a model, you've got to stand, smile, laugh, giggle. Dude, Like you've exactly. got to look like you're having a good time. And yeah. people don't always understand that. It's a lot of work. I took one of my, took two of my, niece, uh, my cousins, 
a younger one who's like now I think in grade 10 no, yeah. she's gonna check this year to see like, what you did yeah to see what she was like I did not know it was she thought I was so cool so she did what I did she said when we went on to the we were shooting um, at a beach and it was hot and she was like oh, yeah. I, I did not know you do she was like you do way too much for these photos and my yeah. other cousin was with me until like five and she was like no ways and I like what you said because like the ones where everybody sets everything up, the yeah. brand set everything up. Yeah. People understand those are much easier than having to do that yourself. It having is a lot to much. Get your photographer, having mm. to get your own location, and that's like. I want to say they're easier, but I want to actually just say instead of easier, they dif- they different because yeah. executing a different brief other than something you haven't con- you've conceptualized yeah. yourself, you know what you want, you know yeah, the vision. Yeah. And now that like for me, I started off as a model and I'm, a, I'm an influencer and mm-hmm. I do my own creative, digital creative con- um, content, yeah. I always feel like that becomes tricky to manage because I can't just be seen from one dimension. Because yeah. now people can't just see a photo of me in a catalog for a regular commercial brand and, and see my Instagram associate. and not try and associate, and associate the two. The two exactly. So even sometimes now you have to have that conversation with the brand to say, mm, listen, like, Yo, I, I am an influencer and I'm like, listen, this is what I need to look like. I need to look true to what I look like on my Instagram because where I feel like in the space, and this is a quite a con- controversial statement maybe I should say, but it's not really. Um, we still have a lot of creatives who are not our color as mm. women of color Definitely. who are doing our makeup and hair who don't make Definitely. us look like the best that Definitely. we would look and then we compromised now Definitely. it looks like you're catfishing dude right right so, and you have to walk in the streets with all of that yeah like every day you carry that after the brand is paid and they've just associated you have to walk in the street and be like yeah wait girl are you are you that girl from you know and, yeah. and that can be that can be difficult and those people will say you catfishing you know people they don't they ruthless <laughs> right and also the, what i like about that is that you have a lot of interaction with your quote unquote fans but followers you are on a live like you go on a lot of lives and people like yeah know you quite a bit in fact you were on live you were on a live on your way Wait, here yeah i was telling blazers like look at this girl <laughs> all live and late at the same time you've got to just give you you've got to give you your followers i always feel like um a lot of the time we get lost in the source we're always creating we always have to think like mm. ahead we've got to think 10 steps ahead we've got to think about what you guys want to see five weeks from now three weeks from now a day from now and sometimes you forget to interact with what's happening in the present and lives are the perfect way to get in touch with your followers mm. in the present to also make them feel like they're part of what you're building because they are yeah. a huge part without their support and their following you wouldn't possibly be where you are you can't necessarily get the brands yeah. to interact with you the way they do because 100%. they're the reason yeah yeah hundred percent but let's talk about um, sort of like getting started you know like breaking in so you you actually when you finished school you were gonna study mm-hmm. you knew you were you were modeling already right no i had to study there was no option oh you had to that's yes. like the household my, you come yes. from yes i come from a zulu background my dad is zulu zulu and swati background and my parents were like you gonna study so isn't your dad like yo dude you know listen when i had to look for a girl i found your mom and your mom gave you all these looks which means you don't have to work because i worked hard to get your mom now you can just go model my mom picked up my dad she was driving, he wasn't. She had a car before he did. She. She's a bad. <laughs> Fire. Fire. <laughs> My parents were pro um, me working. Yeah. My dad was a little more reluctant in the sense that he didn't want us like working prematurely mm. because he felt like we always needed to complete our studies before mm. we go into the like, workforce and he didn't want the distraction. 
but my mom's always been pro make your own money always like hustle always make plans but my parents were strict as well in the same level so they encouraged me to do what i wanted to do and they were really supportive of my modeling career because i've been modeling since i was four yeah um however I did sneak in a few shoots because I should have been studying. I did <laughs> sneak in a few shoots because I should have been in lectures. Right. <laughs> and your time when you were in Joburg. Yeah, not Joburg and in Durban when and I was studying. Yes. So I literally would just go to shoots. Um, I'd have like a full day of lectures, and I'd be like, I got a full day of a shoot, so I got a shoot. Dang. Yeah. I think we all did that. Like when 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 you still like crazy about the career. I remember when I was like skipping lectures to go to castings and really? shit. Really? Yeah. You must never dude. lose that fire. That's that fire right? that keeps you going. Dude, like... I, mean, I understand though because it, it feels like it's running out at some point. No, money. Money kills that. Once you do anything that pays you, like, it's very difficult to go back and do stuff that doesn't pay you. Know you know what I believe in? I believe that if you truly feel like it's your purpose and you work hard at it, there are going to be struggles. There are going to mm. be challenges. But God provides. Right. So there's never been a situation where I felt like God hasn't provided, especially in my talent and what I'm able to do. Mm. There are moments where I'm challenged and I, I might struggle with a few things, but he provides. Yeah. If you're walking in your divine path and your purpose, he will provide. 100%, 100%. But we stress, we don't, Dude, we we don't are, have faith. But, but that's us, that's our human, yeah. our human you know, nature. Yeah. And I was, I was like listening to, to this podcast the other day and this guy was like, yo, you know like all the stresses that we have today, mm. they didn't even exist, firstly, a long time ago because mm-hmm. a long time ago we just like were into act- active people you didn't read yeah then when like reading and writing started there was a stress of concentration right yeah and that was like our stress for a long time then social media came along Yo, then now we've been like, stressed we haven't we haven't Yo, come out of, like, of social media stress stressing us like yeah like it's like ridiculous mm. so tell me here so as like one of the people that's like lived in like three of the like big cities in south africa how, how, how's like your experience living and working in the three cities? I know like Cape Town is still in your hearts now. Okay. But like when you were in Joburg, when you were in Durban, did you find like your uh, careers were flourishing as easily as they do now? I actually must say in Joburg, because I was like really a student student, I still did work and I actually got paid well because I also started as a, prom- a promo girl. Yeah, dude. Typical uni job. <laughs> so, but I got paid better than most <laughs> and I had a really good job, really um, great boss. So... I will say they actually, now that I look back at it, I really had good amount of luck in both, in all three actually, being that all of the three cities gave me what I needed for that moment. At the time. I don't think the, the success I have now would have made sense in Durban at that time, at that age. I don't think it would have made sense in, in Joburg at that time, at that age. I feel like at every single stage of my life, I've had the right amount of success in that industry. Um, I still always will say, like, I feel like a bit of an underdog. I'll always be like an underdog to a certain degree. But, Jeez. like, I feel like working, I've been able to work. And when I say work, like, really build relationships, really do get my check to a certain degree. Mm. But I also feel like, obviously, with each city comes its own limitations after you've reached a certain cap. Yeah. And now that we live in a world where it's so, like, globalization is such a real thing, yeah, you, you can be anywhere Dude. doing anything and making it work. Right? Yeah. In you know, like competition is a is a given in every field. Right? Yes. So, but I feel like in your field specifically, in the influencing space, right? Mm. There is a lot of like pitting. Well, in, in in media, there's a lot of pitting people against each other. Pitting women against yeah, each other. Especially women against each other. <laughs> especially women against each other. Yeah. But you and your friends are like one of the few people that are like at the top of their game, but very closely knit. Yeah, you know, and I just wonder if that's not like don't like brands use that like, they use, use that it. against 
use it to sort of like sow divisions between the five, six of you guys that, you know, intentionally conquer this thing together. I think it also comes down to the kind of brands we work with. I've, we've been blessed to work with the brands that who do work with us. They're so happy to have a group of women. There's such a scarcity when you look at the, the amount of women who are grouped together, who stay together for a long yeah. time. And even when we don't be seen, like if we're not seen with each other, like within a month or a week, they're like, oh, you're fighting. Yeah. Oh, y'all don't like each other. Yeah. Oh, they don't even like each other's pictures anymore. If they notice anything like that, forgetting that we all have it's our own like lives. Ridiculous, it's right? ridiculous. Dude. But um, I will say I've been blessed to work with amazing women. All of those girls who are like my friends who I get to work with, yeah. amazing. They focus, they know what they want in life. And it's easier to build with women like that because they also feel like they know where they're going and we help each other out. We also understand yeah. that we have struggles that we might face, but there's never been a situation where brands have pit us against each other. Luckily, right. I think for us, we've been blessed with that opportunity to work with brands who really want to see us together and mm. can see the power of a group effort than an individual effort. Because yeah, yeah. obviously there are things that we can only do amongst each other when it's like okay i'm this is more crazy's taste or mm. this is more so-and-so's taste yeah. but if it's can work with all four of us or all five of us or all of the girls even better, even better. you know what i mean no, that's beautiful that's beautiful and we'll chat more about that because you just want to like you know go next door grab a quick <laughs> drink and get something a bit, and get a bit into the more unorthodox questions okay you know, get some tequila first <laughs> I don't know about to get, I'm a beautiful girl. <laughs> I don't know y'all like that. I don't know y'all like that. Cut the cameras. I love Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey, and Michelle Obama. <laughs> Even yesterday, dude, when I went to bed, I was like, this girl is out. I was out. And then when you woke up, I was doing my skincare routine. Then you went to the gym. I was like, I told this girl not to make me look too basic. I, I'm glad she didn't. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. That's a thank you. That's a, actually the only thing I want to do in my life. What to say that cut the cameras? I just want the top three, bro. That's the only thing I want to say. I just want the top three. That's the only reason. Dates, cute niggas. Uh, can't you what does Jay Z say? Say, I'm a billionaire. I'm cute. Yeah. My and top three is my... Michelle Obama, Beyonce, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. I'm cute. Uh, uh, you know, all. Oh, uh, no, but. I never want to be caught on camera saying people are ugly. Never. never. Can never be me. I don't even know these guys. I don't even know them. Uh, let's get into the shit. Cool action. Let's get the shit. Let's get. And we are back now, out of the boardroom, so we can get the real questions in. Are you ready? Now I'm a bit scared. <laughs> like, That's it's it. giving, I need to be a little more, like, prepared more, what you're more, about to say, sir. You know, pull out your gun. Yeah. All right, listen. So, I know, like I said, your fans know you because they're always on IG Live with you. Yes. But I prepared, like, five questions, get to know somebody quickly questions for all the newbies to you okay. that are getting introduced to you. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to hit you with them quickly. Okay, if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Mm, dead or alive? First person that pops into mind. I'm trying to think. No, why would I not know that at the top of my head? Beyonce. Beyonce? I want to I wanna have dinner with Beyonce. Uh, okay, cool. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Like for how long? Depends. 
Rest of your life, that's your base. That's your home class. But I want to have homes in different countries. Um, I love no, you're Cape Town. Can I choose two places? One, yeah. one in South Africa and one. I'd choose Cape Town in South Africa. And then I would say Paris, France. I wouldn't mind. Paris, these are places you already live in. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Aye, I, it. I love it. Aye, what, would you, what would you rather throw away? Love or money? Forever. Gone. Can't have it anymore. I didn't think that would be the hardest one. What do you mean throw away? Like we don't use it as a currency anymore? Nah, like you 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 find the love of your life and you're broke forever. I'll never Oh you broke. never find love but you are boiling out of control forever. You know God loves me, it's fine, I'll take the money. <laughs> God loves me, I love God wow, and me. That's a beautiful relationship. Wow, uh if uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? That you haven't changed. That I haven't <laughs> Um, what would I change? I don't think I change anything, hey. Serious. I take everything as a learning curve. I feel like, like as I grow older now, I look at myself and I'm like, okay, everything that I thought I would have changed when I was younger. There's so much I want to change. From the time I was younger, like physical and like mental and emotional, I feel like the only thing I would change about myself would be maybe adapting to change a lot better. But other than that, like everything has it plays its role. Like if you look at your life, you're like, okay, cool. This is this, this was necessary. Like there was a reason I felt insecure about that at that point. There's a reason uh, I felt yeah. like I didn't have that at that point. So uh, nothing yeah. I would change. And what is the strangest thing in your refrigerator? If we went to your crib now, opened up, what would shock me? The amount of hot sauces I have. But I guess it's not that strange. I'm from Durban. Uh. <laughs> so the amount of, I've got all types of hot sauce. Right. Like okay. you can scoop it. You can like chop chili time. And you you, you like add hot sauce to everything? I used to. I'm trying to be a better person and uh, do that. <laughs> I see you. Alright, so, alright. Now, uh, what is your biggest gig that was like, what the hell, I have to pinch myself, how am I this far? Or like, what's your biggest like interaction with any brand or person? You're like, yo, is this how far I am? I don't know all of the brands I've been working with recently I can't even put just one yeah. they've been so good you know a brand itself it's cool to know a brand but to know the people who work behind the brand and yeah. the relationships that you build with the agencies that work for the brand when they become family and they challenge you yes because sometimes the briefs are a little more challenging but yeah. that for me is more of a takeaway and I'm like wow I'm really growing because it's great to get something that you're like okay this is amazing everything's perfect but the real growth and the real like winning happens when you decide, okay, listen, in this situation, I need to make it work in right. the circumstance I'm in and it's almost impossible, but I'm making it happen. And this brand truly believes that I can make it happen. Dude, dude. I think one of the brands that really grew me was Brutal Fruit. Yeah. I'd say that's one of the brands that really has grown me that I've seen that really has also believed in me. Um, all the brands though, I would say, <laughs> have really pushed me. Yeah, and like, well, you know, like, let's give them their shine, you know. We'll give them their shine. They really... fruits, you guys are creating amazing content. Yes. Uh, last, yesterday I woke up and you had something, you were doing something with H&M. H&M, yes. You were yes. a Dior, um, what, what was Dior. that, was a launch? Oh. I was like, yo, dude. What, Dior was a big girl, one for me, because I was girl, like, like... one of us still, you know? <laughs> Dior was a big one, but I feel like with, when you work with brands on that global scale, because I've also worked with Versace on the global scale. Oh, yeah. And um, when you realize, like, the, the international designer house is recognizing you, like, that's something special because then they trust you with their brand. And at the same time, I think that it's also, like, 
solidify something that I think as African people, as creatives, we don't always believe is that yeah. we are valid. Our creativity right. is valid. Yeah, what we're bringing forth is different and it is needed in that yeah. global space. So that has been really refreshing and fun imagine. to do. And how does this information get to you? Like, is there someone managing your accounts who reads that and they're shocked and they send it to you and you're shocked? Or is this like directly you open your email and it's like, what the hell? So it's a little bit of both, just because I, I work with different agencies across the board. There's different PR agencies that will have my profile under their name and they'll do the work, find work and then contact me. Some of them work with the brands. The brands will say, we want this person. They have to come to speak to me. And then I have um, agencies that I work with um, in America. And then with that also, they bring forth work that will might not be local and they work with the European brands as yeah. well. So when it comes to that, those people have you on their board. I'm also signed to an agency in South Africa, a modeling agency. They will find the work for you or they'll be contacted on behalf of the brands for you and then they'll communicate with you what needs to happen. They, I think, are a little more accustomed to it because they work with the big brands already. Yeah, exactly. um, obviously, if they know you from the time that you kind of stiffed in the game, they're like proud of you, they're happy for you yeah. and they know how much it means to you. But... Um, they just kind of like, okay, you're doing it. You need, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. So that's what they it. saw in you. Yeah. And that's what brings us the money. Yeah. Uh, let's talk progress. So from when you started, just after you were working for free, you know, like trying to get your name out there. Yeah. Financially and sustainability. How, how big is the difference from where you were, like, let's say, straight off, like after studying, you know, this is like, what, five, seven, no, five six years ago? Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you started there and now. How, how, how has your lifestyle changed and how much do you like sort of like support yourself and you're like, I can pay my own bills now, I can buy this and this now. Yes. So um, when you start off, like you really are working for the bare minimum, but also like the value of currency changes. So yeah. I had like an allowance for my parents and also with the fact that there's things like your expenses aren't that crazy. And you know, when Diddy said, more money, more problems. Hey, bro. Bro. <laughs> Tax. <laughs> And then also just like paying for toilet paper, right. you know what I mean? The little things. The little things, you know what I mean? Um, but when you're starting off, I lived with my parents, um, I think until I was around 23 years old. And with the assistance, like things were fine. It wasn't too bad. Things weren't too shabby. Like um, I don't have to worry about paying for rent. I don't have to worry about yeah. food. I don't have to worry about like transportation. They're covering that. So when I'm making money, it's really pocket money. It's for me. Yeah. Then it becomes, obviously, as you move along, you're starting off like... With like allowance money. I don't know how right. to describe allowance money. Do you like remember your first check? There was like, yeah. oh, I, I made this money? Yes, my dad took it. How much was it? 300 bucks. <laughs> you lie. Yes, he took my 300 bucks and I want it back. I want my money back. I always <laughs> talk about that. And I think my parents took my first couple of checks. Let's be Seriously. honest. Yeah, you know, uh, you have What's like, your first big check back then that you remember? You're like, I can do this. What's the check that made you feel like I can do this for a living? And even though I am studying, I feel like I might not need that yet. I was still, I think, in high school, and then I won 10,000 Rand in a pageant. Now, if you're in like 16, that's big money. That is huge. So I was like, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm that the rich. Huge. That's ridiculous. Okay, but um, I was 16, no, yeah, I was 15, turning 16. And um, I had done my first modeling competition, pageantry. And for me, like, that was a form of work because, like, even though it is a lot of, like, you know, competing, whatever, yeah. I would really train for those. Like, yeah, working out, training, learning how to speak, learning how to walk. 
um, that made me feel like, okay, this is real. And also because 10,000 Rand was just a portion of the money. Then the rest of the stuff equated to like 25,000 in total. So I was like, okay, great. I'm actually the girl I think I am. Right. I'm cute. Maybe I can do this. That's 250,000 now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, so I'm like, let me just rock with this. And then I started doing more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is the best way to structure like your your career is it like i need more gigs to make more money or i need like one big gig that's like very loyal and that's what we're pushing um what 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 is like the more is it better to be like more sustainable in the long run or is it just like a lot of few checks that's really what builds up the bank balance number one i always i'll always um vouch for longevity in any like workspace always try to push for long the long run However, it's a value proposition. It's how you place yourself in value. You can work 50 gigs and place yourself very valuable and you will get the checks that you want and still at the very high stake. It's not a lot of quick gigs that are small change. But if you say that you are, your, your time is what they're paying for, like that two yeah. minutes is what they're paying for, then it's different. But if you say there's a value to who you are, it's a different conversation because then now we're not just negotiating the fact that I'm working right now. We we talking about the fact that this is my brand and me coming and working with your brand is bringing value to your brand and value. It's a hefty price for value. All right. So I always like to have long relationships with my brand. I push for long relationships with my brand, but um, also having a gig that's brief in the moment just because it aligns with your brand at that moment doesn't hurt because you also don't want to be stuck with something that you've outgrown just because of longevity. Yeah and that the brand has outgrown you but you stuck with them because of longevity you've got to remember that things i always say customize your experience can't think that what works in one season quick gigs might work this season next season you might need long-term gigs yeah. and you might need to mix and match both of them and make that work right yeah and let's talk about the elephant in the room the tax man so our rates influencing is the most difficult thing to keep your taxes on record for because you know, like so many things, just like, how do you, how do you like keep a record of your makeup that you needed for a shoot? How do you keep a record of like the travel, you know, the, for, and also what if like some of the shoots are cause of like, you know, the photographer, mm. you know, that that's actually billable hours. And there's yeah. certain things that this guy builds, but cause he knows you, you're not, he's not billing as much. Mm. So how do you, how do you guys work around that to say, to stay like tax compliant in such a, Industry. I think, I think when it comes down to tax, it's still like with any freelancing job that you would always have to just kind of keep a track record and also try to be smart about how you operate and do your invoices. Invoices right. do help keep track of everything. Um, if you are diligent with your invoices, you can keep track of what's going on, what's happening. When you do your invoices, don't just write off like a big lump sum of this is what I'm getting paid for the job. Maybe write down the, dis the different descriptions of what it's costing you and then it helps you keep track. And then keep it, the invoice is not just for them, it's for you too. It's for you too, exactly. Yeah. You want to know. Yeah. And what, are, what does the future hold for Mobile Crazy as a model? Because I personally feel like we are losing you slowly and slowly. Why would you guys lose me? I see you in Paris all the time. I see you overseas. Well, what does the future hold? Dude? I feel like you'll never lose me just because I love home. Like I always said, and that's why I was saying that I always have a base at home. Um, Cape Town. <laughs> but um, I always have a base at home. I love home. They've put me where I'm at now. The opportunities I have, even to be working internationally, that's because of them. But I always feel like, obviously, I want to grow. And to take 
home with me because when I open a door, I can bring a couple few people with me and then those people can bring a couple few people into the door. And then next thing you know, we can put each other on like and make things happen. So I don't think that will ever be a sense of losing me. I will grow, I will change, I will become better. And um, I will also still stay connected and bring people along with me. But you are going. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So tell me here, if you, years down the line you have a daughter you know what like in career advice do you give her to to like just try and ensure she lives a fulfilled life um what my mom said figure yourself out um allow yourself to grow at the pace that you're growing women we are told a lot because of the society we live in that age is something you're supposed to run from you become wise with age each age allow yourself to be that age. Because when we're younger, we rush to be older. When we're older, we're trying to be younger again. If you're 25, be 25. If you're 18, be 18. Yeah. Learn, experience, but also figure out who you are outside of things that contribute to you in the exterior that you have no control over. Ground yourself in a source, whatever yeah. you believe in, whether it's God, whether it's whatever, you just ground yourself in something that's bigger than you. And then align yourself with what you think that you're meant to do yeah. and push forward. And then figure yourself out and just allow, give yourself the mercy to learn yeah. and grow. Yeah. All the dudes will kill me if I didn't ask. What is craziest taste in dudes? Yeah. It's a mystery. Like a I want you to find out on the next episode of <laughs> the Not So Daily Show. That has to be in the show. <laughs> that's our promo now. Exactly. Every time, that's going to be our Dragon Ball Z. Every time we end, it's crazy. Find out on the next episode. Of the Not So Daily Show. Thank you. Yeah. Give, us like a, give us like a top three um, attributes, non-negotiables. Confidence. Confidence. Um, ambition. Ambition. A good work ethic. But I feel like those are like all in one. So yeah, then I'll move on you, to, an, and then I'll move into somebody who's boss. plugged into a source. Yeah. And a source that is bigger than them. And somebody who's all around a good person because a lot of the time, when I say good, it sounds very generic and vague, but like somebody who's going to treat everyone with respect. My mom always said that like when you are in a specific space and you're, you have a certain power or you look a specific way, people expect less from you. Always go above and beyond to just be a better person to people. You don't know what people are going through and you don't know how much those people can help you and how much you can help them. And why not do that for somebody and exactly, make yeah. it a better world? Before we close, so yes. you are in Joburg for a couple of things, yes. but tonight we are shooting on Sunday. It'll be over when you bring this out. But you are at Rockets Bryanston. Yes. How, how is that? How, how, is the, hosting. how is the hosting life? You know? Hosting is so much fun. Right? Like, I don't really go out mm. unless. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't really go out, so it's always fun to like host, and it's so nice to work with like places like Rockets, where they really do respect the value you add to the brand and just the establishment. Yeah. So those places like Rockets for me, I feel like I'm happy to be there. I have a good time. I'm safe. I'm there with my friends. We're having a good time. I'm also I feel like because people only see me in pictures sometimes, they don't know that I have a personality. Dude. I don't look crazy. I was telling you off cameras, like everybody. It's shocked when they, when they, like, even when this comes out, they're going to be like, that girl exists? They're like, is that a real person? And people don't know you come to Joburg and stuff. You know, I don't. like, I still lies don't. for work. <laughs> she hates us. She hates us. But yeah, like I was saying, I was like, when I saw Muzi snap, she was like, it's really, really crazy. 
Yeah. I'm really in the flesh. Yeah. I'm a real person. I think that also because of like the timing of like I was finishing my studies and then COVID was like hitting yeah. and I was a lot. I worked before in um, PR for a restaurant. So a lot of my time was spent like off the camera. Like I would work my modeling job, but like mm. not like my influence and creative yeah. job. So now that like COVID is kind of like not that it's over but like we kind yes. of managing it better that, yeah. we doing a lot more outdoor stuff yeah. and people getting to interact with me in person it's been fun man like i feel like i'm quite i've still got a lot of me to share with you guys i've just started like i've just exactly and what is the future for 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 Nobile crazy because i told you i'm like i've seen you present and i'm like what the hell this girl could host the not so daily show <laughs> we're <laughs> replacing is, him is... next week thanks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cut the cameras. Don't cut the cameras. <laughs> so, well, what other things would you like to get into? You know, like I feel like um, so, I, like I had mentioned to you, I studied performing arts. Yeah. Anything in the entertainment space, I really do think I can tackle head on. I love it so much. I love the entertainment industry. It raised me. It's what I've always found comfort in. It's what I've always found challenges and growth in. So, I won't limit myself and say this is the only like sphere that I can go into. Not just presenting. Not just acting. Not just like I can always go into different spheres. Yeah. Maybe not singing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to lie. Yeah. But I do want to mention this. I was once in the choir with China. So with, with, when? In high school. You we lie. went to the same high school. Uh, she was my choir leader. Who was it? Shekinah. This you lie. Yeah. Oh shit. That's fire. That's fire. Yeah. I know Shaky. Shaky used to live yeah. at Mopark with us. We, really? Yeah. And she's such a lovely girl. She was fire in the same, human being. Yeah, she was fire in the same school being. as my sister. Well, my same school as my sister and myself. And she was um, in the same year as my sister. So she was my head of choir. She Dang. took choir seriously. That's why she did successful. She didn't yeah, play. If you missed choir, she was like, where were you? You lie. <laughs> she won't play with us. That is beautiful. That's That's beautiful. Now, thank you for gracing us with your presence. It's my absolute you pleasure. Know, did. You know, I'm... Uh, I'm a fan and a friend. I just think, you know, like... Yeah. Thank you. So I I'm really looking forward it. to seeing more of you. Yeah. Looking forward to all the things you're going to do. Yes. And, yeah, soon we'll be coming to Paris to do these interviews, going to London. Yes, and, you know, maybe you'll interview me, like, in New York. We don't know where the right. Not So Daily show is going. Right. You know what I mean? I see big things for the show, too. Uh, wow. Take care. Shout out, guys. Shout out for watching. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and, you know, stay informed, spread the word. Until next week, cheers.